0: So today we start a new manuscript a new Torah that rabenu wrote, um, uh, that we found uh, in one of rabenu's manuscripts uh, Torah 51 of the Gutamoran, i believe uh, this I found from Rabbi holy manuscript, with regard to the Torah, which starts amar Rabbi Akiva." Rabbi Akiva said, "When you reach the pure marble store uh, stone, sorry, which is printed in Lesson 51 of the Kedumim." But I did not find the beginning. But I did not find the beginning, and what I found, I printed. So this is it. If there's no impurity, there's no need for purity, because purification is only relevant in the case of impurity. says mikol you shall be purified from all your impurities. And by way, by means of purification, one can rectify himself. And this impurity, which is falsehood, comes from the the distancing, when you dis, when you distance yourself from the concept of oneness. Because the essence of evil comes from whenever you distance yourself from the concept of one. Because evil is opposition. This is the opposite the will of a person. When something bad happens to you, it's what is going against what, the way you want it. So evil implies two. More than one. And opposition only applies in the concept of two but not one. that one is opposing another. But with regard to the concept of one, there's no opposition, it's just one. We see that the concept of one is good. And this is what the Khacham says, then on that day, his name will be uh, he will be one and his name will be one. But nowadays he isn't one. But in the future, everything will be good, for the good. Sorry, everything will be, will bless on everything, this concept is, the one who is good, the one who bestows good. I am looking at the over there. Meaning why the name is one. It's a one and therefore everything is good. It's just, uh, there's nothing evil there. There's nothing evil there. And one is truth, because truth is one. Let's bring a parable. We see that truth is one. For example, bring silver. If you say that the silver is silver, it's true. But the falsehood can be many. You can you can say that the silver is gold. You can say that the silver is, the silver is um <coughs> is copper. And you could say many things about that silver that make it false. So the falsehood is many. We see that truth is good and it's one. Ooh. And this is why it says in the verse, Sfat emet The lip of truth will be established forever. So, what did that mean? Because in that time, when it says it will be established in the future, will be established in the future. Um, that means that what it's in the future time, whenever Hashem's name is one, and that's when the lip of truth will be established, because over there the concept of oneness is present. So when there is oneness, there's truth. Um, and then all the evil will be completely nullified, which is what we call adversity. sorry. Okay. And they'll be uh, no longer do evil or harm for the wolf shall live with the lamb and this is what the aspect of who can make impure pure um, if not one this concept here that there's no uh, there's no there's no adversity here the same thing that the evil, the wolf shall live with the lamb the two things which should be opposite are actually not at all they're fine together. Uh, And who can make impure pure if not one? This concept of oneness, again. Because the impurity has been sweetened in its source, in its root, which is purity. And therefore, before creation, when the Jewish people were in the potential thought of Hashem, that Hashem didn't actually create him yet, but it was all potential. They were one with Hashem, as if to say, Just like a son, He's in that potential phase with his father before the insemination. He's one with his father. And it's certain that during that moment, there's no evil, there's no falsehood, there's no impurity. And whenever the son is with the father, while the son is still within the mind of the father, when it's all oneness, it's certain that everything is good, everything is true, everything is one, everything is holy. Because you cannot even say purity exists at that point. Because purity is a language that only exists whenever there's impurity involved. But it's not even purity, it's everything is there, is good, it's one, it's truth. Um, Therefore, whenever the Jewish people emerge from this concept of potential into the actuality of things, when God actually created them, they emerge from this concept of one, they left the concept of oneness. Because now they can be counted. Because now it's possible to say that there's two. You can say that there's two things, and now there's the Jewish people. And they're considered within the concept of oneness. Uh, sorry, of counting, in numbers. In, in the independent entity. And because of this act, from this act of creating something actually, in reality, free will was created. Because free will is only applicable, and there's two things. Now that there's two things, the father and the son, they're separated. There is free will. And this is what we call purity. Because purity is between holiness and impurity. And you're able to elevate through this purity from impurity to holiness. Purity is the way, it's the channel via um, to get from impurity to get to holiness. When a person chooses good, he's able to enter that channel of purity to go to holiness. Also, God forbid, forbid. what happens if the opposite happens? As it says, sorry, so God forbid, you can do the same thing with the opposite. You can go by way of um, this. um, You can use that channel to get to impurity also. And this is what it's brought down in the verse as the entity of the heavens for purity, because what is purity is whenever purity represents becoming a number, an entity on one's own. That God brought us from potential to actual. That's what purity is, because purity is only applicable when there's two. And whenever something was brought from potential to actual, then there's a separation of numbers. It's a separate entity, now there's numbers involved. <inaudible> and therefore, know that through the providence that God watches upon us, that God has providence over us. <inaudible> with this, we are one with Hashem <inaudible> in the aspect of potential. <inaudible> but whenever, we, whenever God removes His divine providence from upon us, God forbid. <inaudible> And how does this happen whenever we enter the aspect of falsehood? It says, The one who speaks falsehood should not dwell before my eyes. Should not be established before my eyes. That's what it says in the verse. Meaning what? That falsehood creates a separate entity that you cannot be next to Hashem. Through this, when a person is false, he enters into complete evil which is far from truth. Which is far from oneness. With the ultimate distance. Look what Rabbeinu is telling us, how truth can literally bring us into unity with Hashem. And this is what is brought down whenever Rabbi Akiva told all the people who were going into Pardes with him, that um, when you reach the pure marble stones, right? Evan, what does that mean, the pure the stones? What is Evan? Evan is the point of the words, Av and Ben. You have both of the words within there. Av and Ben. This is the aspect of the potential father and son. Kachada, when they are both one, Ketagumod is brought down in the pasuk, in the Unkirus. What does it say? Misham roevni israel. Sorry, what did they bring down in the tagum, in the Aramaic translation? Misham roevni israel. From their shepherd, the stone of Israel, the rock of Israel. Sorry, Av'uven, the father and the son, meaning what? The concept of HaKadosh Agados when we are still one within Him and the aspect of potential. Sorry, What does it mean, Marble, pure marble? This represents existence, the aspect of going from potential to actual. This represents reality. And from this concept of which comes from the word yesh, existence, yeshut, this leaves the concept of potential and enters the concept of um, existence, which represents numbers, and there is the concept of purity, which is the concept of free will. And therefore, one who wants to draw down this oneness within the concept of existence, to bring that concept of unity within the concept of many, many, so that you should create, um, so you say, so that you shall bring that that concept of before creation before this um, this act of um, separation into after the act of separation meaning that you want to right now in this world in this world of separation and separate entities you want to bring that hajigacha of oneness back into this world. How do you do that? what's the advice of this? Sheish mo tells us guard ourselves from falsehood. Guard yourself from falsehood if you want to enter the concept of oneness as if you were going before God separated the Bin from his mind. Shiru mind, mind, which represents the concept of water, water. Can the because through falsehood you remove God's divine providence, and then you're far from oneness. and then you are yourself fall into the concept of, of actuality. And this is what it says in the verse: Perhaps you'll endanger yourself like as it says in the, verse, in the in the world in the. Language over there, Rabbi Akiva, yourselves, your entities, basically. This is what it says, how abundant is your good that you have stored for those who fear you? What does that mean? Because of this, you merit the holy, uh, the goodness that is concealed. It says in the verse, you acted for those who trust in you you acted for those who trust in you at the end of the verse meaning you want to merit that good which is hidden for those who fear Hashem you want to merit the the concealed good it's whenever you act for those who trust in you meaning what? meaning what? This that he brought them from strength from strength Potential to actual because of that act of separation, otherness and opposition has brought, been brought down to existence and has been devolved from that act. This is what it says in front of the people, in front of humans. And those who fear Hashem have chosen a good and non evil, and because of this, they have encompassed themselves within the concept of oneness. Within goodness. And they merit the abundant good which is concealed. which is what it says in the verse, specifically concealed. Because within the oneness, with the concept of oneness, which is good, it cannot be attained by another, which is two. It cannot be attained by something in the concept of sheni. And sheni There's no concept of two over there, it's only one. Um, So this is what it said in the verse um, That goodness, which you have concealed for those who fear you That's meaning those one who keeps himself emet, true He merits that all goodness, which is that oneness As we say in the future, whenever Hashem's name will be one It will will all be good Which is that goodness, concealed good that is hidden at the end Meaning what? Whenever you're able to bring yourself within the realm of before creation Before the act of separate entities So, B'zalat Hashem, through truth, may we attain that and God willing be able to guard ourselves from falsehood. To really, really unify ourselves within Ashik Abush B'ahu's oneness.